Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be listening. Welcome. Uh, I'm Tanya. It's just me today. So if you're if you're here for Melanie, I'm so sorry. You will be disappointed. We we definitely have a little bit of challenges juggling our schedules about Anyways, it's just real, right? The struggle is real. So we're going to do our best this season to uh, to make it happen where we can meet because I do really love our conversations when we're together. Um, but yeah, so if you're here for Melanie, you have to wait till next week or some other time when she's here. Um, but that's okay. It gives me a chance to talk about some stuff that I'm excited about. Um, not that I'm not always excited about what we talk about. Oh, man. Okay, the awkward level for me goes up, I guess. Um, no, but I have... There's something I've been wanting to do for a little while, but uh, I think a lot of you know I had a baby in April. So I this is sometimes just tricky to do all the things you want to do when you got the two-year-old and you got the baby. And actually, that's, that is what inspired this podcast and uh, partially what inspired my original idea. So if you follow me on social media, I just posted that I'm... It's, it was very vague. It was very annoying and very vague. But it's just this little post that says, the Wednesday night which is society. Um, this whole episode is more or less a shameless plug for what that concept is, but again, just cause I'm excited about it. Um, so what I've wanted, been wanting to do for quite some time is essentially create, um, a collective, like a collective space where we can come together and we can talk about, um, various spiritual and angling more on like witchcraft and witchery type of subject matter. But we do this regularly. Um, and we, we come together and either we learn about it or we just chat about it, or we participate in a ritual or spell work of some sort together. Um, I just knew that that would really light me up. And I suspect that there are people out there that feel the same way. So I'm going to put it out there. Um, it's going to be an online community. And um, my goal is that we will have a monthly meeting where we meet together on Zoom. And then I will also have a collective um, kind of online group that will run throughout the month. So we can chat anytime via text. And then we have this kind of like, I was going to say in person, but it's in Zoom <laughs> meeting. And um, we can, I, I'm just, I'm so excited because um, one of the main I guess inspiration behind it for me was was my lack of time. So even when I got pregnant, uh, if you've been pregnant, you sometimes you're tired, <laughs> and I was just noticing that I wasn't able to invest myself in my ritual practices as much as I wanted to. And then when I actually had my baby and now I've got a baby and a toddler, uh, even less, there was even less time for that. And I was missing it and I was sad. Um, and I had a lot of feelings because the other thing I lost was my meditation practice, which I actually lost with my first son. Um, mostly because I got frustrated with myself continuously falling asleep when I'd meditate because I was very sleep deprived as I still am. And so I have had to make some adaptations for what my life looks like right now. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, I can still exist as a spiritual person and I can still exist as, a, as an individual. I just have to make some adaptations for what that looks like right now. 
So I didn't want to kind of like lose everything, but I was also just not able to make, you know, a big full moon ritual. And I was not able to, you know, go downstairs and spend an hour or two like I would want to. Um, And so essentially I've really leaned into things that for me feel magical and spiritual and really connect me to my joy and the things that I love uh, without actually costing me a tremendous amount of time. So they they do look pretty unremarkable, <laughs> um, but I want to share them because I think they're also hyper practical. Uh, and because I think that we all have seasons of our lives where, you know, going and dedicating yourself for an hour or an evening isn't uh, realistic. It's not possible. It's just not something you can do. But we shouldn't have to choose between that or nothing, you know? Um, so just like a meditation practice, we have, um, I, I know like Melanie and in the past Jen and I, we've all talked about how meditation can look really different too. Like sometimes we'll lose our meditation practice if we think we have to just do it sitting in this perfectly quiet space on this, you know, perfect chair or this perfect spot or, whatever. And remember when I just said I lost my meditation practice because of my first son and sleep deprivation? Yeah, exactly. Because I thought it had to look a certain way. So I have been changing what meditation looks like for me and how I approach it right now. And candidly, I still need to continue to practice that because I haven't quite found something that lands in the way um, that feels really solid. But I will tell you some stuff I have done. Um, just it's not quite sticking for me, but I'll still share because, hey, you know what? Maybe it'll be that little spark that lights the fire for you because it'll lead you to an idea within you. And I hope it does. Um, so, yeah, all of these things that I'm going to mention in this episode, just like little little ways um, that I connect to my spirituality, connect to the witch in me um, and practice witchcraft are again, just like, so we have the bar real low. (laughs) They're pretty unremarkable. Um, but they do help me just keep a pulse on that aspect of myself, which makes me feel good. It makes me happy. Um, so, uh, one, uh, very unremarkable way that I, uh, do witchery. And I know people that do this with their coffee. I did this with eggs for a very specific reason. Um, I was eating eggs every day. This actually was when I was pregnant. Um, I was eating eggs every day. And I know that people have different pregnancy experiences, but my experience with pregnancy was a suppressed immune system. I've heard people get really robust immune systems when they're pregnant, but I was getting sick constantly. Um, So I started to enchant my eggs. And so every morning when I would make my eggs in the morning, I... I'm a creature of routine, so it sounds like incredibly boring. I ate like the same thing for like months straight. But anyways, I would stir up my eggs and as I did it with my fork, I'd um, stir them up and then I would draw a sigil in in my eggs. And this is a sigil that I had created um, previously. Um, and this, this whole, like I said, warning, right? This whole, um, episode is a shameless plug to this society that I'm making. So for instance, if you don't know what a sigil is, if you don't know how to make one, this is stuff I also want to do in this monthly collective is I want to 
give an environment where we can like learn this stuff and then practice it and put it into action kind of a thing. So I'm going to bypass that specifically for today. Like I'm not going to do any teaching in this episode, but I'll give you tons of examples. You got Google at your fingertips and Pinterest is another great resource for um, like recipes and like ideas and all sorts of things. So technically you don't even need the monthly collective, but I'd love to have you if you want to join. Um, anyways, so what I would do is I draw a sigil in my eggs after I'd whipped them up to my liking. I draw a sigil in them and then I would energetically charge them. And so this is something I do with my hands. Um, everybody's different. If you have a practice already, again, if you don't Google how you might want to do that, or again, feel welcome to, uh, message me and ask how you can join my like little collective party there. Um, and I would charge my eggs and my sigil was based around healing and health because I was just so sick of getting sick. Um, and I would also do it with my little boy's breakfast as well. Um, I've heard people do this with their coffee, kind of draw a sigil in their coffee as they're stirring their coffee. Or, um, I think my one girlfriend, does she, what does she do? Three intentional clockwise rotations, to empower her coffee. I can't remember, but essentially, um, I like to compare witchcraft to cooking because I could write a recipe book for you and, and be like, here are some recipes that I follow that are really yummy and I like them a lot. But if you read my recipe and go, "Mm, I don't really love cumin, uh, I'm going to sub it out for blank, right? That's what's great about witchcraft is if there's something that doesn't quite click for you, or if you get inspired by like, if I have tacos in my, you know, recipe book, but you're like, "Mm, that's a really good idea. Like I'm going to make nachos. They're not the same, but they're related, right? It's just inspo. So you are allowed to read, um, things that inspire you and then create your own thing. And to me, that's what, makes the witch more powerful is kind of coming back into yours. Now that said, we all have to start somewhere. So sometimes it helps to start with a recipe book and follow someone else's stuff for a while until you kind of understand how to mix your ingredients to make what you want to make. I hope that analogy resonates and sort of makes sense because, um, it's just something I believe is that you yourself are all you need. Um, but it's also okay to drop into other people's space and, get a feel for, I don't know, like we all have, we also all have various expertise. Like maybe I'm really good at Italian and you're really good at Mexican food. And we kind of like, I learned Mexican from you and you learn Italian from me. You know what I'm saying? Again, this is all an analogy. I do not uh, speak Italian. (laughs) Actually, I'm not very good at cooking Italian food either. So there you go. Uh, okay. So (laughs) anyways, move on. Um, So another like basic, boring, unremarkable everyday witchery thing you can do is uh, use vacuuming and or sweeping and or mopping um, to clear your space. So it basically is just doing your regular old cleaning housework, dusting this whole, all of this. It's just you're doing it intentionally. So as you go through again, this could be like person to person, how you want to do this. Um, a lot of times for me, I'm not taking the time to like sync up music, but you can, if you like sync up some music that makes you happy and maybe all the dust or all the dirt or all the debris that you're gathering, you're just visualizing, you are collecting all of the negative energy or all the stagnant energy, dull energy, whatever you are, you are imagining, you're sucking it into your vacuum, you're sweeping it into your dustpan. 
um, you're collecting it and then you dispose of it. So if you dispose of it in the garbage, I recommend closing your garbage and then taking it out of your house. Um, but again, real life and doesn't always accommodate that. If it's in your bin, it's in your bin. Garbage is symbolic in and of itself, in my opinion, but out of the house ideal. Okay. So we've got like various degrees of our unremarkable witchery. What do you have time for? That's what we're doing. Um, the other uh, recommendation I just recently made to a friend that I think I'm actually going to heed myself is, um, so say you did your, your vacuuming or your sweeping, and then you go after with a room spray. Now your room spray can set the tone for, again, an intention or whatever you want to do. And you'll notice that this is an alternative to smoke clearing or smudging, um, same but different okay so it's like if you're smoke sensitive then make a spray if you don't like a spray you've got incense if you don't like incense you've got like there's like a million different ways you can clear your house okay smoke clearing is just one and it is probably my favorite but just so we know there's options so this room spray i recommended someone make um they'd just been having some tumultuous energy in their home. So I recommended a rosemary plus lavender spray. So rosemary is going to be your, it's rosemary is a little bit more protection oriented, um, but it can double as a clearing because it's protection oriented. Um, so I would recommend the clearing of your space first, then your rosemary. Does that sort of make sense? Um, and so you got rosemary and lavender was what I suggested was lavender to me has protection vibes. It's a subtler protection, um, but it definitely has a calm, peaceful easefulness to it. So if you combine rosemary and lavender, to me, that's your perfect, like protective calm sort of space. So it's another uh, phrase that works really well for that is protect your peace. So if you are either struggling to draw boundaries around anything, honestly, uh, to protect your space, you could also make it a body spray and spray yourself with it. So then you are protected and your peace is protected. Um, so that's just a, for instance, but if you wanted to clear out your house and then you want to cultivate joy and happiness and fun, well then maybe you're making a room spray where it's got more citrus tones to it or a bergamot. Um, that's going to kind of bring in that vibrancy. Uh, and so these are things again, Google and Pinterest are great for is finding out what herbs are going to support your cause. But I challenge you, reverse finding is also super fun. So if you are called to a scent or a color or a an herb or something, if you're like, oh, I'm just really, really obsessed with orange or citrus right now, then reverse search it. So make up your room spray with all the things that you like and then reverse search it and go, oh, that's so interesting. Like I've been really, personally, I've been really called to like cedar wood, patchouli, um, this really, really wonderful smell called a borvite. It smells like wood slash a cabin in the woods. It's so good. Um, but anyways, these are all things associated with grounding. So, okay, cool. That may, might be, um, telling me like that might be sending me a message that that's something that I am, I could cultivate right now and I could foster that. I need a little bit more grounding. So kind of follow what fuels you too, because it might be telling, they might be giving you a message. So it's, it's a really cool way to work uh, intuitively without putting pressure on yourself to be intuitive. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, okay. I'm just looking. Oh, another one that's really fun. And I'm actually going to reference a book for this. Um, 
my father-in-law, bless him, gives like the best gifts. Um, and he gifted me something and I swear it's like, it's just like touched my heart. I tried not to show it because hashtag Scorpio, but, um, (laughs) he gave me uh, a book called the hearth, which is compendium. I think that's how you say that. Um, I, oh crap. I got the title, but I forgot to write down the author. Hearth, which is compendium. I don't think you can miss it. I think there's only one. It's got a blue spine. I'm looking at it right now. I can't tell if the cover's blue, but the back of it's blue. Um, it has so many kind of recipes for what I'm describing right now, like this boring, basic, everyday witchery. It has so many ways that you can incorporate um, witchcraft into, like, you can make a cleaning spray, like a, like a vinegary. Also, it's really nice for those of you that kind of lean into wanting more like a, a natural kind of based cleaning supply or natural based products. It teaches you how to make. So in it, I used a Benonite clay mask. I was having some issues with my skin. Again, thank you to my children for the, all the hormone fluxes. <laughs> um, and I used uh, a, a clay mask from that book. I charged it with energy the way that I do. And, uh, I mean, it worked or that hormone passed. Well, again, whatever magic is what you believe it to be. Okay. So I, to me, it's, it's not a science. We can't collect data on it, unfortunately. So in the meantime, I just, if it works, it works and it worked. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend that book. If, if what I'm speaking about today interests you at all, check that book out. It's so, so cool. I did use it to create a cleaning spray, um, the clay mask, and a handful of other things that I have since kind of like, remember when I said you get inspired by the recipe as opposed to using the exact recipe? That. So I have definitely since kind of taken my own um, direction <laughs> with, with uh, various things. Um, so the clay mask, um, in, that, uh, in that book... There's home cleaning products, there's skincare products, there's, and these are things you make yourself. So I say products loosely. Um, I did a body butter. Uh, that was actually really fun because it was intentionalized with like self love and um, wellness and kind of like goddessy vibes. And, you know, that's what it's infused with. And then you spend time care, carefully and lovingly massaging your body. Like, oh, it's just like chef's kiss. Um, so we did all kind of those. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that I wanted to talk about specifically. Um, oh, this is something that came up with uh, a friend of mine. And this is for those of us that, um, again, when, you, when you've got small kids, it's your whole house kind of gets taken over. And I want to say by toys, but honestly, they're just like, it's just them. They're everywhere. (laughs) And so (laughs) whether it's like their clothes or their toys or their messes or whatever, but your whole house is just covered in people. And it's, I I choose to believe it's, it's like a phase of life, whether it's a decade long or 10 months, I don't know, but it's, it is what it is. Um, And so instead of having, because I do feel like some spiritual practices 
um, can kind of evoke a bit of uh, guilt or shame in the tidiness of our home. Like, so feng shui, I love feng shui, um, but it does speak to that you should be doing your floors like every day, um, that your space should be clean and clear. Uh, and I love this as a concept, okay? I would love if my home, actually, I got, I did get a weekend off, bless my husband for taking both my kids. And I got a weekend off. The first thing I did was spent three hours cleaning my house. And then I just sat in it and it was glorious. Okay. I love, love my home to be clean. I'm just saying that life happens and we're human. And there are some of us that that's not, um, a realistic setting to have this like clean, clear home. And I don't feel like your existence is any less valid. So I don't think you have to be clean to be spiritual. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of like, sure, it's great, but it's not the only answer. And I think thinking of it as the only answer is kind of limited. So, um, here's what I'll counter with is, uh, it also can be tricky for spirit to drop in with clutter. And I don't mean physical clutter, but physical clutter can be a physical um, symbol for your mental clutter. So if you're really mentally cluttered, like, or physically cluttered, check both spaces, like, because it's a symbiotic relationship or it can be. So if you exist in your cluttered home peacefully and easily, cool. Like you don't have cluttered mind. Awesome. To, to me, you don't got a problem. You just like keep doing you. Um, vice versa. Sure. Maybe you don't have a problem. Well, if you've got mental clutter, there's a problem basically. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you have a super clean and clear home, but a mental clutter, I would say that's more problematic than having the cluttered home and the clear head. But anyways, um, so do you know how to, oh my God, I say so, so much. Sorry. It's like a glitch in my brain. I can't have a continuous thought. So thank you for allowing me <laughs> to reset with my filler words. Okay. I digress. So what I want to get kind of around to is that spirit does need somewhere to drop in. So more specifically, as we've agreed on more specifically, as it pertains to your mental environment, but it's, it can be kind of, again, a symbiotic relationship, right? So basically have somewhere in your home that is clear. And this somewhere can be very small. So this could be quite literally the surface of a shelf or a desk or um, like, honestly, if you have an altar space in your home, to me, that's just as good as what I'm trying to say is kind of just going like there is a space that is dedicated to you, your, you know, spiritual connection, your spiritual gifts, crafts, like, it, uh, like it's just basically going, I have made room for this in my home. Now, uh, another or alternate example, if you, if you're not comfortable building an altar space is to just have something that is clear or very aesthetic or very pleasing to you. And again, it's just a clear space that's yours and symbolically, like that's your spirit space. So that's kind of like where you're making room for spirit to get in. So I feel like this can sit in your brain too. So you might have a very cluttered brain, like lots going on in there. So make a little space, like just a little space, because if you're someone and you're, you're either you want to be intuitive or you're like, don't know how people are intuitive or you are struggling with intuition, to me, you're not, it's just maybe you have a lot going on in there and you haven't made space. So sometimes creating a physical space can be a really beautiful, um, like metaphor 
to allow space in your mind. Because if I said make space in your mind, you'd be kind of really like, well, how do I do that kind of a thing? And I can't quite instruct it. Um, I'll see if I can kind of describe it. It's it's really hard. I'm t- I have to go into other people's minds right now because my mind, you can ask Melanie, uh, she, she went into... She did this Reiki session with me. This was like in the very beginning of our relationship when we didn't know each other super, super well, which is what makes this funnier because she was able to like not just uh, profile me as a person that she knew. (laughs) She's like, whoa, your mind is like filing cabinets. I was like, yes, it is. It's (laughs) sometimes kind of stressful. Uh, but yes, my mind is very, very organized. I'm very grateful for it because I have weirdly good recall. So if uh, an object of mine goes missing, if I take a beat, I can usually find that object just by like scanning through these files in my brain of the last image that I saw of that item. So I don't think I have a photographic memory, but it sort of feels like that's the best way to describe it is that I see a picture of like, so if I lose my water bottle all the time, for instance. Uh, so see, I'm still mindless. I don't know. Anyways, but I lose my water bottle. So if I want to find it, then what I do is I just go to where did I put it down? Like I see my hand putting the water bottle down, um, or I try to feel it and then it'll like go chick, and this little picture in my brain will be like, and I'm like, Oh, it's in the car and I'll go grab it. So, uh, but uh, even that descriptions, this won't work for everybody. Let me piece through here, okay? Give me a second because uh, I know so many of you that listen to this, you have those like stormy chaos minds and honestly like love to you because those are so tricky. I do readings for those people and every now and then the way that they think goes into my brain and I'm like, oh, no, not for me. Thank you. <laughs> like this little hurricane that you walk around with in your brain all the time, like God love you. I would not get anything accomplished. Um so, uh, so in my, for my instance, for, so for people that have identifies having a filing cabinet mind, uh, I'm sure there's not a lot of us, but, uh, it's, it's taking that, that beat, right. It's just going, okay, I just take a pause and actually with my arm, I will physically put down the item that's not in my hand because I'm looking for it. Right. So if it's my phone, I hold my imaginary phone and I walk around my house like, okay, where would I have absentmindedly? Cause it's also a thing I do absentmindedly put down my phone or cause you're in mom mode and you're needed. So you're not thinking about, you know, everything all the time. So this helps me find items, but, um, Okay, so for those of you with the storm mind, if we're going to try and create a little peace, a little lull in the storm, ah, there it is. Okay, so you go into, uh, you've seen the movie Twister? If not, go watch it. Okay, classic. So it's a 90s movie, but still very good, very worth your time. There's a, a point in the movie, spoiler alert, okay, if you want to see it, you haven't seen it, don't listen to the, any more podcasts, come back later. Um, there's a point in the movie where they have to kind of like, they got too close to the storm. They have to kind of save themselves. So, uh, they end up, uh, like kind of strapping themselves to this pipe. I don't know. Um, it's all the technology, uh, all the technological terms here. Don't you love this description? Okay. This is why I do not normally tell retell movies, but anyways, they go into this and essentially what happens is they end up being in the eye of the storm and it's quite still it's not still but 
please go watch the movie. Um, but the chaos is around them. So they're in the middle of the twister. Like there's kind of like this hole and then everything is spinning around them. So your chaotic mind, like your messy, like hurricane mind, there is an eye to that storm. So you're going to have to go into the eye of the storm. And I could see how that would be intimidating because that means we're going, we're going straight into it. Like we we go away from tornadoes. We don't go into them. So it might feel a little daunting, but it go in and know that there's like a peacefulness within the storm if you go in head on. Um, I think you can do this at any point, but it might be helpful to practice in a, in kind of a seated, quiet meditation practice going into the storm and finding the center of it, um, to kind of get a handle on it. And then it might be more operational in the day to day functioning, uh, while you're walking and talking and, and going, um, if that, analogy didn't quite land you're like into the storm like what do you even mean I kind of mean like you go full throttle into all those thoughts and that chaos is you just let it rain so if your mind is really busy you don't try to stop it from being busy you just accept it it's kind of like let all of those thoughts rain down on you like get caught up in the storm and and kind of weather it and and basically know that it's not without progress. So some of you are going to have a really big tornado and some of you are going to have a smaller tornado. So getting to the center of it might take more time for some of you than others. Um, I'm trying to tell you that all that chaos going on in your mind is not, uh, it's not for not like it's not for nothing. It's productive. Okay. Hopefully that makes sense. It's so tricky when it's tricky trying to teach something when there's no live feedback and no actual questions and you can't see someone nodding if they're if they're getting if they're getting it. But hey, you know what? You know I'm on social media, so if if you need a better breakdown, reach out to me and I'll I'll do my best or ask questions and and please feel welcome. I'm going to I'm going to leave off on this. I feel like you've heard me talk enough today. So here's what I want to kind of like I guess wrap this up with is that even though doing beautiful um, full moon rituals with candles and, you know, big manifestations and taking a whole evening. Those are beautiful. I miss them. I love them. I can't wait till I get to do one again. I'm so excited. Actually, October 30th, here's a plug for a friend. Um, Diane Doyle is doing a Samhain celebration. I'm so excited. I'm going, I am so excited to be able to go. Um, so these are things that I love and will never not cherish in my practice, but I also really want to make room for everyday practices and kind of normalize that that can not only is it a, like a valid form of witchcraft, but I don't want to say more so because I don't believe in like competing with people's practices. Um, but it, but it's so valid. Like, it's so valid. It's so valid to just do a little bit every day. Um, it's, I guess it's kind of like exercise. Like, yes, there are people out there that dedicate their lives to fitness, but it doesn't negate the efforts that we make to be healthy on a day-to-day -day basis that might be a little bit smaller or 
a, they're less they're less showy and honestly they're just less Instagram worthy. So your practices that are you know you know maybe not a lot to write home about are are still in, in my opinion still so important. Oh my gosh, one more that I forgot about that for me is so important is um, I usually do it at night before bed, um, but it could be at any time of day. But I have um, a protection um, charm that I, I don't actually know what you would want to call it, but uh, that I put around each of my kids and and my husband. Um, I forget myself a lot. Don't do that. Okay. Let's like, let's all agree to hold each other accountable for uh, giving ourselves just as much, um, spiritual attention as we give maybe our family or our loved ones. Um, but yeah, I do a, a spiritual, I reinforce them spiritually, uh, in a safety, like a safe space. Um, I don't love to use the word protection. It's not cause it's not, a great word and not cause I don't use protective charms and spells and, um, energies. Uh, but I think it gets misunderstood and a little misused sometimes. Sometimes protective stuff can come, um, across like Fort Knox. Like it's really like, you know, walled in and Fort Knox, sure. Nothing's getting in, but nothing getting out either. Like, so it's not uh, protection type of charms aren't always the best for every situation. So that's another, maybe another conversation for another day. We'll talk about that. Um, with my kids, I basically do like safety charms. It's like you are safe, um, and protected. I do do protection with them, but, um, uh, basically one of my little mantras with them is you are safe and protected. You are healthy and, oh my God, I'm glitching. You're safe and protected, healthy and strong. There we go. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you for, I do it every night, but this is what sleep deprivation does to your brain. Okay. It just erodes it and don't let someone talk about it. It makes me sad. I used to have such a beautiful brain. It was filing cabinets. Remember? No, my filing cabinets are screwed now because of children. Anyways, um, you're safe and protected, healthy and strong. So those are, that's kind of my mantra around them. Um, and I've also done, <laughs> for uh, sanity's sake, I've also done uh, sleep um, sleep charms on them. Wouldn't say those are super effective, but I also feel like they, the, the point that they are at their lot, they are at in their lives, um, it's it it doesn't quite click with them. For instance, flip that. If I did that sleep charm on myself, it works a lot better. So there's that. But again, maybe we'll save that for another day. Okay, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Spiritual Boss. Uh, we do so appreciate having you and hearing from you. And um, we love all the messages that we get just saying that you've listened um, and the feedback. And truly, we we love ideas. So if you have questions, if you have content ideas, if you have anything that you want to hear Melanie talk about or me talk about or both of us talk about, uh, we really, really do love to hear from you. Social media is probably the quickest way to get a hold of us. Um, Spiritual Boss Podcast with the little at symbol in front of it, or Melanie is at the Melanie Dawn, and then I'm at Tanya Ryan XO. Um, and we have uh, Spiritual Boss Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. Have a wonderful day, evening, afternoon. Be safe, make good choices. Peace in. Peace out.